0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. Song after song is just coming to me. Let's let's teach and preach. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright. Just stay there please. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's start from verse 3. I quoted this a moment ago. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God. For the pulling down for pulling down strongholds. This is how we war against the enemy. Interestingly it's more of an internal battle than an external battle. But it's an internal battle that's Produces external results for you. You are not going to walk down the street and see the devil physically in that sense. It has never been that way. It will never be that way. He is an invisible enemy. And even though you will walk in men and through men and in situation and circumstances, we will never see him physically. But That you can't see the enemy does not mean you don't have an enemy. And that you are not in the midst of a war zone does not mean you are not at war. I love how they say it. There's something they call the Cold War. Between the Eastern nations and the Western nations. I mean, China... Russia against America and Western Europe, it's acknowledged that, look, we are enemies or we are adversaries or we are competition. But we want to have the upper hand over you. And even though we are not firing rockets at one another and we are not necessarily having soldiers on a battlefield, we are at war. So they remain on alert. They keep spending money on their defense budgets. Now, a war has broken out in Ukraine now and there are physical people fighting on the battle. But the American soldiers are not there. The European soldiers are not there. It's Ukrainians that are fighting. But the Americans still see themselves at war with Russia. It's not physical. It's spiritual. Well, in their own case, not spiritual. It's more of tactical. But it gives a picture of how you do spiritual warfare. It's an internal thing. And if you lose it on the inside, for all intents and purposes, you have lost it on the outside. It's an internal thing. It's an internal thing. And that's why you need to be conscious of the weapons you are using to fight. The internal weapons. I want to stress one of them this morning. It says these weapons do something. Pulling down strongholds. Strongholds are thought patterns. Deeply ingrained thought patterns. Perhaps that have been in your heart and mind for generations. Nigeria has a very interesting crosshold with these elections. And perhaps for the first time in our democratic history, we now have, well, quite honestly, we had just one political party before. They were just in two camps. My perception. <laughs> That's why they used to cross camp. Somebody can start this day in PDP. And tomorrow morning, it's in APC. And by Friday, today is Monday. Or by Friday, it's back in PDP, and next week it's back in APC. They are the two, both of them are one and the same. In my, on the, and they have been the one running the nation. And there are many things they have sold us in this nation. Look, I'm not a PDP or APC man. No, please, I'm just teaching here. Tell you, tap your neighbour and say, "Pastor is teaching." but we can't ignore the elephants in the room. So we'll be using political analogy in this time and season. Don't worry, after election, we'll go back to other things. (laughs) And look at what's happening in our nation. Now, this part of what is causing the tension. Other people have tried to come in as a third party candidate and for the very first time, somebody now got several millions of votes showing that Nigerians really, really, really want change in this nation and are ready to vote for change. The people that were supporting the traditional or the established political parties, one of their strong arguments, if you listen to them, is that, look, it's not easy to change these things. These structures have been there forever. You're not just going to change overnight. And it's a very valid argument, in my own opinion. But is it true that's an argument and now for the first time people have begun to say ah, we can actually have change we have options this kind of thing that the spirit of god does in your life when you start employing your spiritual weapons it will demolish strong goals thinking patterns you've had ah we've always been sick oh we've always been poor oh we can never make it and there are a lot of people in this nation that are like that and perhaps even christians but the holy ghost starts walking on your inside he said he pulls down strongholds he casts down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god that's why listen, when you have sickness or poverty in your body, the knowledge of God is clear. The word of God is clear. The knowledge of God comes from the word of God. The word of God is that Christ has healed you. Christ has delivered you. When there's something contrary to that, particularly if it has been there in your life for a long time, you may be living this life that says, this is how it's always going to be. I'm always going to be broke. This is how Nigeria is always going to be. We will never have change. We will never see change. Told you that? Praise God. Who told you that? Who told you that Nigeria cannot prosper? Who told you that Nigeria cannot be one of the leading nations on the face of the earth? Strongholds. And those strongholds dictate our behavior on the outside they dictate how people vote they dictate where people who people vote for they dictate how people run their finances run their marriages run their life and that's why you need to really fight we call this thing the battle of the mind you, you you've got to learn how to fight the battle of your mind where you allow god and you allow the spirit of god to begin to shift the way you think challenge your thought processes and begin to introduce the way God thinks to you. If you are still with me this morning, shout aloud, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you everything we are doing at this time, we are going to be addressing individual issues, and we are also going to be addressing national issues. We are going to pray a lot again for our nation this week because of the upcoming elections. And again, I want to encourage everyone to join us. We just take a few minutes every morning about 5 or so minutes to pray for the nation as we are praying for the day 6 to 6.30 a.m. See, that's how you fight spiritually. You use weapons like prayer. And interestingly, like we always say, prayer doesn't really change God at first. In fact, you can't even change God. I hope you understand that. And interestingly, your prayer or your weapon of prayer doesn't necessarily have to change things at first. The first thing it does is it changes you. See, it, the weapons of our warfare. When we praise God, it's not we are not. It's not like we are giving God bribe. Ah, I'm not going to bless them this week. <laughs> God is not your boyfriend or your girlfriend that you bring a gift to. Oh yeah, now nah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, now nah, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, take this. Take ten thousand naira cash. Manage it for this week. That's not how it works. God has already blessed you. Hallelujah. I said God has already blessed you. I said God has already blessed you. And when we begin to understand our praise and our rejoicing as a weapon, yes, ultimately, it will cause the power of God and the grace of God to be evident in our lives. And it will change situation and circumstances. But it changes us at first. Changes us. Glory, glory be to God. When they took, please hear me carefully, I think this will help somebody. When they took Joseph's robe from him, when his brothers took his robe, his father gave him that robe and he wore it very proudly and it caused his brothers to be jealous and out of that jealousy they stripped him of the robe. It fell temporarily and I'm sure to the brothers they are taking away Something from him that mattered the most. But not so. Joseph knew how to carry God with him wherever he went. And in the pit, in the prison, in Potiphar's house, God was still with him. And he was able to prosper. Watch this very carefully. God did not give Joseph another robe. I'm going somewhere with this. God did not give Joseph another robe. God didn't need to give him another robe. Perhaps he only got another glorious robe when he became prime minister. Several years later. It wasn't in the robe. Hallelujah. It was in the presence of God that he knew how to walk in. Or, like we have saying, it was in the grace and power of God that was available to him that he knew how to walk in. Let me bring this to where you live. When they take your cash away from you, it's not the end of the world. Hello? Now, try and apply it to yourself. We even have the option of electronic. And many of us, I was talking to somebody this, this week. And I was just, I mean, as a pastor, you know people that... Yeah, they still have to do a lot of things with cash. And you talk to people, you meet people, and you see the inconveniences it's bringing into their lives. And this guy was saying, you know what? Everybody should learn, start doing electronic transfer. Of course, he was in the camp of people that majority of his own transactions were based on electronic transfer. So whatever is going on didn't affect him negatively. And there are a lot of people like that, at least in the immediate um, sense. They are now telling him that, ah, you are just thinking about your, your present needs. What about the negative it's effect it's having on, your, on the economy, which you cannot see? That will come to affect all of us, whether you can depend on electronic transfer alone or you need cash at the end of the day. then are now start rationalizing, maybe you. <laughs> That's how most people are. You are only thinking in the now. So the people that this policy has affected very, very negatively, that depend a lot on cash, they are very, very angry. Their eye is very, very red. Let me look at your neighbor's eye to see that you are safe where you are. And perhaps there are some people that, because it's not affecting them directly, they are not too bothered. But when they now start thinking about maybe at the end of the month or three months later, they now start seeing the negativities bringing into their business, and hindering their cash flow, they to now become very angry. But hear the good news this morning, it's not about the cash for us Christians. Hallelujah. They can take away our cash. Please hear me, and I'm not just trying to be flamboyant with religious words. If we have God, and if we have God, we have His grace and His power, we will still be okay. Ah, some of you are not getting what I'm saying. Your, there may be a stronghold in your mind where, ah, how are we going to survive without cash? We have God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? We have God. The same God that helped Joseph to make it through that ordeal when something precious that he enjoyed and was proud of was taken from him, but God was still with him. That same God will help you through this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at it. You are still alive. Ask your neighbor, are you not alive? In spite of whatever inconveniences, Pastor Barry said he trekked the whole of Ojota yesterday. I'm sure that wasn't easy. Are you not still alive? <laughs> know how to walk with your warfare. In any case, you can't do anything about some of these things. Focus on what you can do something about. Is somebody hearing me this morning? We, we, we shared this scripture on Wednesday, Romans chapter 8, that. Paul said that I am absolutely convinced that the sufferings, he was talking in spiritual terms, or we can bring it to what we are going through, apply it to where we are. The sufferings that we are going through presently are nothing to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. That's how you think. Why? Because that is the knowledge of God. That's the word of God. That's how you, when you have to go through difficult times, you use the word of God to encourage yourself and allow that word to change you on your inside. Praise God forevermore. Somebody say, God, change me on my inside. How does God change us on the inside? He begins to open our eyes to see things we did not see before. I mean, this is one of the things you should look for when you pray. When you praise God, when you worship God, that God will shift the way you are seeing things. Oh, Hallelujah. You just begin to see things differently. It may be negative. It may be harsh. It may be difficult on your flesh, on your feelings. I hope somebody is listening to me. It may be very, very inconveniencing to you. But listen, as long as you have God, praise God, and you know how to walk with God, walk in his grace and walk in his power, and you know how to walk in the weapons of warfare God has given you, I'm telling you you are going to come out on top. I said you are going to come out on top. And I want to sound that encouragement to everybody on the sound of my voice. After we come out of this season, what we are going through in Nigeria, you will be ahead and you will be above and you will be in front. Never backward in the name of Jesus. God will help you to make progress. Praise God. Your focus has to be with walking with God and making use of the weapons of warfare that God has given you. Praise God forevermore. And understand how spiritual weapons work. Let me close this morning. This is really where I want to go. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. glory 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 be to God there is no higher call in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 13 and there is no greater honor the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God And the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Sometimes we refer to that as a benediction. Something we use to greet each other as we depart. I have no problem with that. But it's much more deeper than that. Apostle Paul is assuring us of something come what may there may be tension in the land there may be uncertainty in the land there may have withdrawn cash in the land that is making it difficult for economic activity and causing disruptions everywhere perhaps you may have lost your job you may be going through a health challenge somewhere but child of God I want to encourage you the grace the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the communion of the Holy Spirit is always with you hallelujah they cannot take that one away from you no devil can take that one away from you no adversity can rob you of that told you something powerful last Sunday, God will always supply you with grace. Grace needed for the hour. That one you can be assured of. It's like the air you are breathing. None of us has ever woken up and ah, there's no air to breathe today. Speaking in the natural. And Paul was telling the church here that listen to me people, God's grace God's love and God's spirit will always be with you. We shared something powerful on Wednesday during the midweek service because really what we are all dealing with at this time is when natural things are failing and faltering and are not as dependable as they ought to be, where do we go? What do we do? When a famine has come, when money seems to have lost its value, where things that ordinarily you will have relied upon naturally is no longer there. What do you do? Do you lose hope? Do you continue to grope in darkness? No, you need to find a way out. And you need to understand that God will always make a way out for you. Can I hear a loud amen? And we talked about, I, I said something very powerful once the one thing everybody needs to really lay hold on at this time is to be anointed afresh. Because exactly what you need to do in your own situation may differ from one person to the other. And when you learn to carry an anointing upon you and walk in the anointing that the Holy Spirit provides, remember that the Holy Spirit, the communion of the Holy Spirit is always there. You now need to ask him to anoint you. Ask him to empower you. It's a powerful prayer you ought to be praying every time. Particularly when you are in difficult times. You now begin to know what to do. Even your mistakes. If you are walking led by the Spirit. Guided by the Spirit. Anointed by the Spirit. Your mistakes will work out in your favor for you. We looked at the testimony of Abraham in Genesis 12 and Genesis 13. See this is how grace and power works for us today how God told him to leave and he left. But he left empowered by God, guided by God and walking under the divine leading of God. And he found his way into Egypt. By the time he went through what happened in Egypt, he came out a wealthy man. That's how God's grace and God's power will help every one of us as children in times of need. Somebody say, I received my own help today. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, Father, I thank you for your grace. I want you to mean every word. Please look at me before we finish this prayer and confession. This is available to you right now. And for you right now. Say, Father, I thank you for your grace. Father, I thank you for your love. Father, I thank you for the communion of your spirit. And I receive wisdom. To walk in these things all through this week, all through this season, in the name of Jesus. Shout a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 12. Let me just go because of time. Let me just do 13. Please watch this. I want to, I want to highlight something powerful. There is... Please look at me. I, I need to close. There's something, a weapon of warfare that you and I can always use and engage every time we are walking in the consciousness of God's grace, in the consciousness of God's love, in the consciousness of God's Spirit, communion of God's Spirit. That is what embodies the grace and the power of God available to us. Every time we are conscious of these things, every time we walk in them, and these are all part of our weapon, the weapons of our warfare, the things we used to fight life with. Every time we do that, there's one powerful force of the Spirit that the scripture talks to us about, and I want to encourage you. God told me to encourage you to use it in these times. Use it in your own personal life, and use it where the affairs of this nation are concerned. Are you hearing me this morning? Use it for yourself. Use it for the nation. First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. I wanted to touch on something in verse twelve, but. I really need to be closing now. And now abides faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest is love. So it tells us the love of God of all these three and these three things are like spiritual forces, walking in love. We talked quite some about that last month, the victorious way of love. When we walk in love, we can walk in victory. I don't want to talk about love or emphasize love today. I want to talk about the force of hope. a force of hope. Somebody shout hope. One of the ways the enemy can defeat Nigeria and defeat Nigerians is if he can sell hopelessness to Nigerians. Please hear me and hear me very well. If the enemy can get a significant portion of this nation, people in this nation To feel hopeless about the affairs of the nation. Remember the weapons of our warfare are not canal, they are mighty through God. Our battle and our warfare is first and foremost an internal thing. He has won or he will win. Bring it to your personal life. If the devil can get you to be hopeless about your life, about your future, about your affairs... Internal. Hope is is an internal thing. It speaks of a picture and also feelings you have about tomorrow. We talk about the fact that faith is now, hope is for the future. As futuristic as it sounds and as it is, if Satan can steal your hope, And plant hopelessness in your heart. He has won. Very simple way you can understand he has won is that the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So when a person is hopeless, he can't walk in faith. And what does faith do? Faith is what you use to receive the grace that God is supplying you. So a hopeless person is essentially or effectively a faithless person. A faithless person is for all intents and purposes a graceless person. And a graceless person is defeated in this world. So God told me this morning, get people to hope again. Get people to fire up their hope again. If the body of Christ, and I thank God, I believe for the most part. Now, we need to be very careful here. A lot of people have left the country. And a good reason why people emigrate from their country of birth is because they think there's a better opportunity out there than what is going on presently there. And you can't blame anybody. I'm not even pulling down anybody that is Jack in these days. It's still important that you follow God. Look at your neighbor and say, follow God. Be led by the Spirit. If an opportunity comes to you, please look at me. This this is how far we can go. If you come and meet me and say, Pastor, I'm moving to the UK. I will smile. In fact, I will count it as a testimony and I will pray with you. There's nothing more I can do. So before you come and meet me, let me tell you what you need to do. And we've told you this a thousand and one times. Be led. And I want to tie it to what I'm teaching this morning. Don't out of a sense of hopelessness, where the nation is concerned, move out of hopelessness and go to another country. No. That's not the way to do it. You should never walk out of hope from a place of hopelessness. Oh, Hallelujah. You need to allow the Word of God fire up hope in you. You need to allow the, the, the prophecies of God fire up hope in you. Allow God speak to you in the place of prayer and as we worship and praise Him where hope can be ignited. It's not necessarily an easy thing. I'm not trying to make it sound as if it is. But that's how you work with God. You take what God has said. The promise, I love that scripture we still service with today. That's Zephaniah 3.17 the Lord in our midst is mighty and he is mighty to save hallelujah and you focus on a promise like that and oh there may be no hope where my work is concerned I may not see any future where my finances are concerned things may look very bleak when I look up and I hear news about the nation but I can look at the word of God somebody say I can look at the word of God and draw hope from the word of God hallelujah when we pray about the nation, let's pray from a place of hope, not from a place of despair. Am I talking to somebody this morning? When we talk about the nation, even when we are reporting or discussing negative things, and there's a lot of that going around, but let's come at the end of the day and discuss from a place of hope, God still has a future for Nigeria. Hallelujah. Even our brethren in diaspora, when you have gone abroad, speak hopefully about the nation. Can somebody say a loud amen to that? now clear me very well hope is an internal thing is this really where I'm going and we win based on the state of our hearts we don't win based on the affairs of our bank accounts oh am I talking to somebody this morning we don't win based on the state of what is on ground in our nation that can change hallelujah we win based on the state of our hearts and when we allow the word of God and the promises of God and the prophecies of God over our lives stir up hope in us glory be to God we can begin to see a better future and I tell you God is not going to disappoint us hallelujah lift your hands right, right where you are seated and say with me thank you father for your thoughts towards us in this nation our thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope thank you father that where Nigeria is concerned better days are ahead of us peace is our portion prosperity is our portion even as you have promised thank you father that the plans of the enemy do not reign in this nation, but your counsel is what prevails where Nigeria is concerned. And even though we walk, come on, declare with me, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear evil. We will put our confidence and our hope in you, We will not allow hopelessness to prevail in our hearts and on our minds. Rather, we will look to you and we will trust in you for a better future in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let Help me tap a neighbor and say, put your hope in God. Put your confidence in the promises of God. Better days are ahead. your neighbor better days are ahead a better future is ahead not because any man promised it not because any politician promised it but because God promised it and that's where we have hope hallelujah that's how you stay up hope And every now and then, as you go through life, things may happen that may dampen it again. You will hear news that will dampen it again. Have you been there before? You come back to the promise of God. And you speak it over yourself. Understand there is a necessity. Please, I want to hammer this in. This is what God told me this morning. There is a necessity for you to be hopeful. Leave faith and love for a moment. And it's true, we need all of them. But they are all connected. There's a necessity that when you get up on a Monday morning or a Sunday morning or any morning because of God, hallelujah, you are expectant and you are hopeful. There's a necessity to live life that way. Ah, pastor. I know what you're talking about. I'm closing, please. I know my time, don't worry, I'm closing. But I I need to say this. Ah, pastor, I, I know what you're talking about. I've been like that. Like the scripture says, the Bible says, "Hope despaired, or hope deferred, makes the heart it makes the heart sick." You lose I've, I've hope and it didn't happen. I understand that, but I'm telling you as well, if you allow yourself to be defeated and weak and no more hope, you you've already lost. Am I talking to somebody this morning? But if you can quicken your hope again praise God speak the word of God to yourself look at the promise of God Find, sometimes this, this is what I do I, I try to look for a new scripture maybe a scripture I've not read in a while I mean when I found that Zephaniah 3.17 it was last week man I jumped when I was reading it it's been a while since I had that scripture I needed it <laughs> I needed it so that scripture God showed me yesterday I won't share that one with you yet I'm still enjoying that one I think I will take that next Sunday hallelujah but look at your neighbor and say have hope have hope I see God decorating your life with beauty I see God visiting us in this nation and delivering to our hands a nation we are all proud of I see God turning things around for our good in this nation I see God bringing light out of darkness in this nation. I see God causing us to sing and dance where we have been mourning and where we have been sorrowful concerning our nation. I see us sitting with our children and our children's children and celebrating the goodness of the Lord. And we are trying to tell them how dark it was and how difficult it was and our children cannot understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you sat down with your parents and they will tell you of days where from their bursary they will go and buy tickets and go to UK on student vacation. How many of you have had that stories with your parents? Talk to me. Are you be wondering, this is Nigeria? I see God turning that around for us in this nation. Oh, Hallelujah. And when you are sitting down with your children and telling them that there was a time we were exchanging 1,000 naira for one dollar, they will say, how? How? Ah, daddy, you're exaggerating. (laughs) I see God giving us that kind of testimony in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. That is hope. That's how you stay hope. You take a scripture like Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. We were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue with singing. You stir up your hope. It's internal. But you see, you are warring. You are warring. You are, you, are you are fighting the enemy. Look, someone says, ah, pastor, your imagination is so much. Have you not read Ephesians 3.20 before? that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what you can imagine. So it's scriptural for me to hope and imagine that a time will come. I'll be telling my children there was a time we were exchanging 1,000 naira for a dollar and my child is surprised. And I'm using the history of my parents. They'll be using bursary money. They used to say that before. Where one naira was worth more than one pound, You know, it sounds like fiction now. But I need a God that can turn it around. Hallelujah. And he can do it for our nation. And he can do it in your own life. But you need hope. Hope that comes from, we are not talking wishful thinking. That's why I'm using scriptures. Now abide it. I'm going to leave out the other two, hope rise up on your feet say with me this week I lay hold on hope for my future and for the future of Nigeria I lay hold on hope that comes from God's promise say I can have hope for Nigeria because God promised that when I pray and when believers pray he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land so, I pray. Come on, we're going to pray for the nation for a minute. Or to say, I pray. Concerning the upcoming elections. This weekend. That there will be peace. There will be prosperity. The elections will hold. A winner will emerge. And as a nation, we can move forward. And we will move forward into better days. Brighter days. By the help of Almighty God. Concerning Nigeria, I have hope of a better tomorrow, because if God be for us, who can be against us? Lift your voice and say a prayer over the nation right now. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue.